Sun, beaches, and Latin-inspired flavors are what people around the world call their vacation paradise. We call it home. Welcome to the weekly podcast that captures it all, The Scoop on Miami. Let's discover and rediscover Miami together with Ernie Emad, a 54-year resident of the Magic City, and Miami native Lenny Rada on The Scoop on Miami. And now, here's Ernie Emad and Lady Rada. Welcome to the Scoop on Miami, another live episode on Facebook at Scoop on Miami. And thank you for joining us every single week at one o'clock. We are live at Scoop on Miami on Facebook, then available as a podcast on uh, uh, iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere you go to find your favorite podcast. I am Ernie Emad, and I'm here along with... I'm Lainey Rada. Welcome aboard every week. On today's broadcast, we have Shamaya Ha, correct? The Research and Development Director of Maya Life, it's a premium hemp therapy and product company, to introduce their new line of uh, Terp Teas with premium hemp. And she'll be on at the 420 mark today. Then we have a fun segment uh, with one of the owners of Mojo Donuts uh, and Fried Chicken, Jimmy Piedrejita, with a long history in the food and service industry um, to share their fantastic story and their claim to fame um, with uh, really spectacular gourmet, gourmet donuts. And uh, we just received a couple of boxes of those donuts yes. and we're going nuts with the, <laughs> the smells. And on our final segment, we have Javed Rahman, who is an attorney and partner in the law firm of Ramon Lee, and uh, um, they're going to be discussing a little bit about closings in today's post-COVID. Um, what type of language do you need in your contracts real to protect the closings. deal? Correct, uh, real estate closings, um, and that's going to help you make sure that you have the proper verbiage in the contracts from the uh, get-go. So uh, again, welcome to the Scoop on Miami. Every week it's live, and I have Lainey Rada with me, which we always start with an inspirational quote from her. You seldom come across anything more enjoyable than a happy person by Frank Clark. Hmm. That is absolutely right. It is very contagious. No question about that. Um, so Lainey, uh, tell me a little bit about today's Miami Rewind segment. We're celebrating a, a person because I feel like a lot of people don't know um, where the name of this really traveled, heavily traveled causeway is uh, named after in Miami Beach. And it just so happens to be Memorial Day on Monday. And he is the perfect person to think about. Fantastic. Let's go with Miami Rewind. It's time to take a look back with Lainey Rada. With Lainey Rada. Miami, Miami, In the late 1910s, the only bridge connecting Miami to Miami Beach was an old wooden bridge that was rotting away where the historic Venetian Causeway is now. In 1920, the long 18,480-foot girder bridge was built to cross Biscayne Bay. It took three years to complete the 68-foot high bridge and three-and-a-half-mile causeway. It connects to Palm, Hibiscus, and Star Islands. The State Road Board and the Dade County Commission voted to rename the causeway to honor General Douglas MacArthur in 1942. You want to know how to get an iconic causeway named after you? It's not easy. I decided to recognize this man because I find very few people know the history behind the name. MacArthur was a military brat born on January 26, 1880 in Little Rock, Arkansas to Scottish parents. He lived on a succession of army posts in the American Old West. He said he learned to ride and shoot even before he could read or write. He was an American five-star general and field marshal of the Philippines Army. He was chief of staff in the United States Army during the 1930s and played a prominent role in the Pacific during World War II. His decorations and award are a stunning list of over a hundred from the United States and other countries. He was honored with service medals in every combat decoration and received the Silver Star seven times. The list is really incredible with many very unique, distinctive and rarely given awards. He was one of only five generals to raise to his rank. There are endless public places named after him. 
There's also a dance step, and many children in that time were named after him. After his 52 years of military service came to an end, he was showered with a ticker tape parade in Chicago. He said, old soldiers never die, they just fade away. He gave meaningful and eloquent speeches. He died in 1964. 150,000 people went to the viewing of his open casket. John Fairbank called MacArthur our greatest soldier. He was a controversial and enigmatic character. Marshal Sir Thomas Blamey said, the best and the worst things you hear about him, both are true. As our city and our population grows, the causeway has extended to connect other highways. There's a new $800 million double story bridge being built now called the Signature Bridge that will deliver you on your way to connect to the causeway. It will be completed in about 2024. The causeway is one of the most beautiful drives in our city. Endless movies have been filmed riding across with the unmistakable scenery. You're surrounded by sparkling water and palm trees everywhere you turn. The tourists have their phones hanging out the windows and convertibles to show they were here. Going east toward Miami Beach, you see waterfront homes opposite our beautiful Miami port and its turn basin. Heading back west to the mainland still chokes me up as I scan the view of the third densest skyline in the United States, my little town that grew into the big metropolis. I love every inch of it. Please remember the great General Douglas MacArthur while you're smiling and driving along. That's the scoop. What a nice story that is. Uh, He's really remarkable. That's a hero. And, you know, every week I learn something new about Miami. So um, that is just so special. Thank you so much for that great segment. And and what a coincidence, like you said, right? We have a Memorial Day coming up uh, now on Monday. And what a great tribute. And the popular thought is that it's named after MacArthur Dairy. So it's pretty important to know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought initially. So it's a, actually, it's I a very important him. distinction. <laughs> she tests me every time, and I, I think I fail every time, too. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So let's go, go on with our first segment. You know, uh, hemp and CBD, it's, it's just um, on the tip of everybody's tongue, and there's a lot of misinformation, and we hope to be able to clear all of that. That'd be great. We're going to introduce our first guest who's here with us, Shamaya Cha. LMT is the Research and Development Director of MyaLife, a premium hemp therapy and product company. She's an alchemist who combines plant science and human biology for healing. After healing her brother, ailing with cancer to a full recovery, she began her career in the development of cannabis-related products to give people a holistic alternative for well-being. Thank you so much for coming to see us. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, So let me ask you, Shamaya, uh, really quickly as uh, we get started, because there's so much mislabel and so much misinformation. What is the difference between CBD and hemp? products? Well, CBD is also known as cannabidiol, and it's one of the many compounds that you find in the hemp plant, as well as marijuana. However, GW Pharmaceuticals has isolated the CBD molecule and utilized it as a new drug in their product called Epidiolex. So because it is now listed as a drug, everyone who was selling CBD before, which was the popular acronym for what were the products are, now having to relabel everything as in hemp extract. Mm. Very interesting. Um, Let me ask you, how did you get into CBD and the hemp business altogether? Well, um, I've been a massage therapist for most of my life and a massage educator, and I saw the opportunity to enhance the outcome of my treatments by using different topical applications. Hmm. Um, Let me ask you, so you've been a massage therapist and an educator, and you saw that opportunity um, to enhance the outcome of people through your treatments. And where do you see the cannabis business in the next few years? Well, I think the industry is going to go mainstream in a natural supplement area. Um, I think people are going to move more away from pharmaceuticals and try to deal with their nutrition and their well-being on a more natural basis. Very good. What are the effects that, that we can expect from the CBD? Well, most people feel really relaxed. It reduces anxiety. Um, it kind of balances out your whole body. So whatever kind of malady you're having, are usually your symptoms are, are greatly reduced. 
And why did you invent the terp tease? Well, I was doing a lot of research in the industry, and it seems everybody has a tincture and everybody has a topical, soft gels and all sorts of other applications, but there's very few teas that are out there. Most of the teas that you get have an isolate and only seven milligrams. So I thought now with the new emerging uh, cultivars and how they're creating strains of hemp is based on their terpene profile. So I decided why not do teas, no one's doing that, and use whole hemp flour and add terpenes to already existing uh, tea flowers that are very popular. I thought it was a no-brainer to combine all three. And can you just expand on what a terpene is exactly? Sure. It's the aromatic part of plants. As a matter of fact, uh, essential oils and aromatherapy are the basis of terpenes. It's kind of like when you go through a lavender field, you feel very relaxed. And it's because of the terpene linalool. Um, when you go to see lemons or in a pine forest, you're being exposed to limoline and or pinene A, so you feel very refreshed. So the terpenes have a physiological outcome on the human body, and they're uh, indicative in all plant matter. Oh, very interesting. I, I think that the terpene um, is because you have this even on the label, uh, this beautiful label that is the tea package. It says terp tea with premium hemp. Yes, ma'am. How do we brew them for the best experience? Well, these uh, teas have about a gram of uh, hemp in them and close to 200 milligrams of cannabinoids in the entire product. So if you brew it for five minutes and with boiling water, you're going to get about 35 to 50 milligrams of CBD or CBDA. And uh, you could use that bag three to four times. That's a lot of times. Yes. You're absolutely correct. Mm -hmm. uh, so you, it yields quite a bit. Um, uh, I, I know that we just brewed some. We're all trying it here. Uh, and uh, <laughs> it, it really, um, what are some of the effects um, that we should expect from drinking these uh, Terp teas? Well, I'm going to look beautiful to you. Um, <laughs> actually, it's very relaxing. It's very uplifting. It's a mood elevator. And what comes out of the tea is actually CBDA, which is in the acid form. Um, it's the only cannabinoid that's present when you brew the, the tea. And it just makes you feel really good. Very huh. relaxed. Can you explain to people really quickly off, what is cannabinoids? Uh, cannabinoids are the chemical compounds that you find in a cannabis plant, hemp the name cannabinoid. Uh, so there are many different cannabinoids. The most popular are CBD, which is cannabidiol, and THC. Um, people are uh, familiar with THC as being part of the marijuana plant, which is also a cannabis plant. Uh, the difference is, is that THC will make you high, but CBD doesn't do that, but it makes you feel really good. That's fantastic. Um, let me ask you, where can we purchase these teas? Oh, we have a variety of places that are selling it. Locally, we have uh, right here in Coral Gables, we have small tea. In Fort Lauderdale, there's vegan fine foods. Um, also in uh, Coral Gables, we have, of course, uh, My Life Therapy, as well as Global Advanced Botanicals, both in Coral Gables. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, are you running any type of specials now? Certainly. Buy one, get one. Well, that's fantastic. It's a great time to try it. Let me tell you, um, there is no question that um, uh, I tried these teas um, earlier in the week when we uh, met here with uh, Shamaya in the office. And uh, I am uh, so sold on this product. Uh, I, I believe that uh, uh, in today's world, uh, specifically with all of the stress and everything that, that we're going through, and I had a different thought about what this tea was going to take tastes like, what type of effects, and I'm not much of a tea drinker, and to be able to drink this tea right off without any lemon, without any sugars or any honey or anything was just very tasty. That's the vibe one, and you're absolutely correct. It gives you this really feel good um, uh, feeling. Um, uh, you, you are um, happy, you're calm, because I'm actually a very hyper person to begin with, and, and I felt uh, a really soothing without feeling any type of, of chemical um, 
anything with me. Uh, and that's correct, right, Shemaya? An altered state. <laughs> correct. That's a good way to bring. Well, it might make him a little bit slower and a little bit more easier <laughs> oh, to no. deal with. I have to take over. <laughs> okay. Interesting. I wanted to ask you about the that you can scan for the batch information. Oh, it's really important. So yes. there's a lot of uh, products that are out there that are not so fabulous. Um, you know, CBD is not created equal. So the law has uh, changed on how we have to market our products and to label them to prove efficacy. So every uh, product that you get that has hemp extract or CBD should have a QR code on the back. And that QR code should link you to the lab reports. We test for a multitude of different um, lab tests. Uh, it's a six panel. We test for the cannabinoids, which would be the potency. We test for uh, pesticides, residual solvents. We test for microtoxins. We test for heavy metals and to make sure that the product is pristine. I think that's so important. I would I would love to be able to check that for a lot of things that I would buy that aren't tea. So it's really nice you can do this. You know, one of the other things that I have found is, although there are products and they all, uh, you know, to meet those FDA and so forth guidelines, you need to have that QR code. But many times those QR codes are going to empty pages. They are. And that's that's been a, a real issue. Um, since the Farm Bill has passed, um, the CBD industry has exploded, as everyone knows. However, you know, they have done studies where they've pulled off 60% of the products off the shelves. And uh, out of that 60%, they were all mislabeled from 100% that they pulled. Wow. So not only were they mislabeled, some had CBD, some didn't, some had too little, some had too much, some, you know, had heavy metals in them. So it's really important, you know, being that this is not a federal regulated product that the exactly. laws in Florida and across the board now are you need to have this labeled and you need to have it lab tested. And we test every single batch that we make. Well, one of the things that really impressed me the most was that you actually are, um, uh, these are actually hand put together, right? It's no machinery or anything. They're yeah, they're hand all handcrafted. Handcrafted. Hand yes. So you get that boutique <clears throat> and you know exactly what's going in to you and into your product. Mm -hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, I, I liked that um, aspect of how involved she was with the process. I think it's, it comes through all the way. No question. And, and your knowledge is just beyond. So what other products other than the uh, Maya Life Terp Teas do you, um, uh, have you invented and, and do you currently uh, sell? Uh, well, one of the things that I have created was a Maya Life Salve, which is just a combination of three things, all organic. There's no other fillers. There's no waxes or anything to stop the efficacy of the product. You'll see that a lot of topicals that are out there. And I actually created this for the massage industry as a massage therapist. Um, there's nothing that, uh, there's no thermal applications in there. So you're not going to get the uh, false pretense that, you know, here it's curing you. It just feels better because of a menthol or a eucalyptus. There's just straight up CBD, some lavender and some shea butter. And that's all. Fantastic. Um, uh, Shemaya, go ahead. I thought of, um, I know there's, there's a, the way you can spend your whole day in this, in this dreamy state. So, um, can you talk about the, th the, the morning, noon and night plan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have uh, created three different teas for three different times of the day. So, uh, a lot of people like to drink lemongrass in the morning because it allows you focus because of the limoline in there. Uh, so we've combined lemongrass with whole hemp flour and then terpenes that will allow you to focus and be more alert. It's not like a caffeine buzz. It's just allowing you to be more focused without the heady experience. Uh, the afternoon is the vibe, which is what we're doing. It's kind of, we, we were going back and forth on the name for that. We were thinking of chillaxin and vibe <laughs> uh, because it's kind of, you know, when we come home from work, you want to have a nice glass of wine just to chill out and end your day. And this is a, a, a combination of terpenes that really relax you and take the edge off. The evening is chamomile. And that's one of our biggest sellers because a lot of people have difficulty sleeping. A lot of people like to take chamomile at night because it's relaxing and allows them to sleep. But we've actually added, besides the hemp into the chamomile, we've added nighttime terpenes that allow you to sleep and keep you asleep. I think that the the color of the vibe tea it's vibrant, it's it's bright red. It is. That's yeah. because the cherry berry that's in there and some of the hibiscus flowers. That's what changes the colors. The other two are not as uh, vibrant. They're just you know chamomile and lemongrass are. Um, 
not very flavorful themselves. They're just really kind of neutral. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Uh, let me ask you, Samaya, um, is there anything else that we may have failed to bring up or to cover that you feel is important with all of the misinformation and misnomers about uh, hemp and CBD and, and everything else? Well, you know, there's so much going on about it where there's a lot of misinformation being given. It's important to understand that if you check those QR codes that you're getting a whole flower or a full spectrum product, not an isolate. Uh, you want to make sure that there are no residual solvents or any kind of harmful things that are in there. Um, I'm really very hands-on from where it grows. So as I visit the farms, I go to the labs for any of our other products and the removal of all those other constituents. Um, by doing that, it keeps the sources honest as well. And, you know, to be real honest, I mean, it's part of cannabis. So a lot of the people have come over from the black market side of marijuana. And so the ethics of business have not been around, you know, uh, so there's very few companies that are out there that are, uh, they're legit, but that really back their product and care about the outcome. We're not in it for a quick buck where, you know, we're not going the least expensive route to get the biggest profiteering. So realistically, when you see these um, uh, uh, products like pillows and so forth with CBD, that's all gimmicky? Absolutely. You get no benefit from the CBD that would be in a pillow. Uh, The analogy I commonly give for that is this, you put a book under your pillow and that means you've read it. It's the same. (laughs) (laughs) That's really important information. This is Um, very informative. And and I think it helps. And it's good to let the public know what they should expect. Absolutely. It's a lot of people don't feel anything. And and the other thing is about the labeling. Uh, Some people think that if they are taking a bottle that says 1500 milligrams, that every time that they take their dose, that they're getting 1500 milligrams. That's not true at all. That's just what's uh, that's what's the total in the bottle, not per dose. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. So locally made, you can purchase it locally. um, And that's uh, that's wonderful. And you can try it at these other locations if you would like to see how you feel. And one of the things that was about um, if you had it at dinner time and how to expect the the effects after dinner so that you know, just to, to let people not, you know, have realistic expectations. Well, uh, if you're going to have it before you eat, then you're going to feel the onset of the um, CBDA much quicker than you would if you eat. Because, of course, if as you're eating, your body's trying to metabolize everything else. So things become a little bit more um, diluted. Diluted is the word that I want to use. Thank you. And uh, so it it's less effective. Hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So just so you know, if you're eating dinner and you say, this didn't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) You might sleep really well and not attribute to your sleep to having felt so good. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. No question about that. Wow. So really, um, thank you so much for being on the program today. Thank you so much for having Uh, me. um, Absolutely. Um, And and obviously, I I know that, um, uh, let me ask you one last question, Shamaya. If you're a local um, health food store, restaurant, um, are your products available so that you can serve the public? And and do you have like a wholesale program? We have a wholesale program and a distributor price program. Fantastic. And the best way to find out information about that is to call what number? 305-960-7898. Say that that one more time. Yes. 305-960-7898. That's fantastic. Um, Anything else you want to add, uh, Lainey? No, I think that that covers a lot. There's probably things that I don't know to ask, but I think that you could bring um, me learned. back again. Ah, <laughs> We'd be right. happy to. And we spoke and about that because this I is such a, a such a topical uh, conversation. You're not kidding. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for being on the program. Today. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. Absolutely. Stay safe, you guys. You thank too. you so much. You bet. Okay, so um, when we come back, right, we are going to have, we still have uh, Lainey Rada's um, uh, 305's Hidden Treasure, and then we're also going to have Jimmy Piedrajita, who is one of the owners of uh, uh, Mojo Mojo Donuts, Donuts. and we're going to bring out all the donuts (laughs) and and really have ourselves a, uh, a wonderful time. 
Still to come on The Scoop on Miami is the 305's hidden treasure. Still considering coming on our show? Hear what our guests have to say about us. Hi, good afternoon. First of all, I just want to start by saying that that was a beautiful segment. Uh, Very well done. Uh, Thank you. Very, very nice and very active. Thank you so much for celebrating the ball and chain and highlighting (laughs) Thank you uh, so much. The Cayocho story. Uh, Bernie and Laney, I just want to thank you guys for everything you're doing for the community and the podcast. I know uh, it, it's just a fantastic job that you guys are doing. And I know that you're doing this right out of the bottom of your heart to promote a small business and, Can you, and uh, you know, Miami business and Miami in general. And uh, it, it's such a uh, wonderful, it's so wonderful to be here with you today. I mean, here you are doing all this and never once have you come up to me or any of the get all the other people and ask for anything. You're just doing it uh, for the community to get out there, to get the YouTube channel going, and it's, it's just fantastic work. So thank you so much. Hey, honey, what you making? Hi, honey. I'm just brewing up some My Life Terp tea. I'm doing the dream on tonight. I like to drink it before I go to bed. It gets me in the right mood for sleep. It smells like marijuana. Oh, yes, it does. It's made from whole hemp flower, but it doesn't give you that high effect that you get from smoking marijuana. It just gives you a nice, calm, relaxed feeling. Plus, it's legal. How's it taste? It tastes great. I just love it. I like to add lemon and honey to it, and it's become my nightly ritual. Would you like to have some? I'd love some. Let me get that for you, honey. Get your pajamas on and sweet dreams. Try My Life Terp Teas with our special buy one, get one free offer. Go to mylifetherapy.com and use promo code SCOOPON. That's mylifetherapy.com, M-A-Y-A, lifetherapy.com. You can get Maya Life Terp Teas, and those can be purchased at Small Tea in Coral Gables, Vegan Fine Foods in Fort Lauderdale, and Global Advanced Botanicals at 216 Catalonia Avenue, right here in Coral Gables. I'm Lainey Rada, a leading edge broker associate with Douglas Elliman. I have over 35 years of experience in market cycles to bring to every transaction, and I'm still alive. When you want to see how I sell 85% of my listings and the average agent sells 40%, we need to talk. I break records, the fastest sale, the most offers, the highest price per square foot. Which one do we want to accomplish? My company includes superior quality marketing to enhance your property and the worldwide exposure, which matters in Miami. If you want to buy, I'm a Miami native. I know the area extremely well. Put my negotiating skills to work. I'm the only Laney Rada in the world, so it's easy to find me. But I'll help you. My phone number is 305-710-8558. That's 305-710-8558. Let's set up a time to talk. We're back with more of The Scoop on Miami. Find our podcast on iTunes and on YouTube as a video. Our Facebook page and thescooponmiami.com. While there, don't forget to subscribe, share, and like our podcast channel. And now, here's Ernie Enoch and Lady Rada. Welcome back to The Scoop on Miami, live on Facebook. And I hopefully right now we have one of the owners of Mojo Donuts on the telephone with us. <laughs> Good afternoon, Jimmy. Okay, so what we're going to do is um, we're going to come back in just a couple of minutes while we get him on the phone. And we're going to go right into the 305's hidden treasure. Uh, Lainey, what do you have today on the 305's hidden treasure? I have a place that uh, is a very unique experience for you to be in this big, busy city and then in a little tiny place that's very quiet and and shady. Um, And we need quiet, shady uh, times uh, today. There's no question about it. Um, So here's Lainey Rada's Hidden Treasures. And now it's time for the 305. Five hidden treasures. Hidden treasures with Lainey Rada. <laughs> 
I think the surrounding environment adds to the surprise here. Did you know there's a pretty 7.8 acre natural hammock right in the Brickell neighborhood? To feel the true essence of the natural beauty that the people who discovered this city saw before there were roads, you only need to make a trip to Simpson Park at 5 Southwest 17th Road, one of the three oldest parks in Miami. Preservation of this land began all the way back in 1913. Originally, the Brickle Hammock ran from the Miami River to Coconut Grove. This park was first named Jungle Park. This was preserved by a progressive group and is one of the first conservation efforts in Miami. In 1927, the name was changed for a botanist and conservationist named Charles Torrey Simpson. Simpson was known as the Sage of Biscayne Bay. His yard was accessible to the public, and he had an estimated 50,000 visitors. Bring your bug repellent and come see the insects, turtles, and koi fish who share this true hammock. There are 163 plant species represented. Many have botanical tags. There are 96 natives that include red stopper, Jamaica dogwood, gumbo limbo, and false mastic. There are 15 endangered species and nine threatened species that include coffee columbrina, Eugenia confusa, and Gulf Licara. The park takes a beating during some hurricanes and the huge uprooted trees are there to add to the ambiance. The variety of tree barks made a great impression on me and I took one of each for my photography collection. This is definitely one of the most unique in-city experiences. To get there, you go past towers of shiny condos and beautiful multi-million dollar homes. Then you enter the park and you're immersed in a true contrast. The park is 15 feet above sea level, which is high for Miami. This designated old forest growth community is where you can feel grounded in the city. The natural shade brings an immediate temperature drop to the air. There's a peaceful quiet to breathe in, and it's hard to believe where you're actually standing. It is shady, cool, and quiet, and you can even eat your lunch there. Just when you're getting ready to put this one on your list of places to go, when all the parks open, listen to this. It's free. Parking is free. Metro mover access is free. And there are free guided tours on weekends with a reservation. Simpson Park is definitely a hidden treasure. The urban wild right in our backyard. You know the saying, the best things in life are free. We're ready. Okay. Simpson Park. Have you been there? I have not been there. It is really cool. It's uh, very woody and... Uh, it's a real uh, original hammock. And that's the way the whole city was. <laughs> and uh, so this little space is preserved. But to find it in the middle of all the things going around, uh, you know, outside, around the park, it's it's really unique huh, because of that. And it does lend for really great pictures because of the different kind of trees. Fantastic. You know, we were so happy to see a delivery come in of <laughs> Mojo Donuts, a great sampling. Look and at this. Look at this. We have a giant box, but it's like, I don't want to pick it up because it'll get messed up. <laughs> But then, but then you have all these Show colors. Show it to us. I got you on I know, camera I know, real I quick. I see. I'm looking at there my camera, but you see oh these my. colors? Oh, my goodness. And I, it smells better than it looks. Does, <laughs> does it? On the telephone right now is one of the owners of Mojo Donuts and Fried Chicken there on Bird Road. His name is Jimmy Piedrejita. Good afternoon to you, Jimmy. Good afternoon, guys. How's everyone? Everybody's Hi, doing very well. Thank you so much for being on the program with us today. We're very excited. I know before we're over, I'm going to share my mojo moment uh, that I had with my own family. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, uh, uh, Jimmy, um, tell me a little bit about the history of how you got involved with Mojo Donut. Well, Mojo Donuts was started in, um, in a uh, coffee house in Pembroke Pines, the Hollywood, actually Hollywood up in Broward, and um, it was founded by Sean and Shelly Mayfield. And um, some time ago, I would say a good five years ago, I walked into the shop 
um, out of pure chance and I tried it and it was just completely amazed. I was just completely amazed of how delicious they were. <laughs> they, they are incredible. Uh, they're just like nothing you've eaten before. Not your normal uh, donuts, the stale type of donuts that uh, these things are just incredible. To me, they taste like air. Oh, thank you. Yeah, these, these have all kinds <laughs> of uh, flavors popping in your mouth. You know, you've gone into... We, go ahead. Go right ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. We just take we take a lot of pride in what we put together um, out there for our community. And um, tell me a little bit about your family's history, because you've been in the, in the uh, service and food industry for many, many years. And tell our viewers um, uh, exactly um, uh, how you added the fried chicken, that you chose the South Florida location off of Bird. Give us a little bit of story on that. My family history in the restaurant industry is quite, it goes back uh, decades. Um, my mom and dad had multiple restaurants um, as growing up, even before we had um, the restaurants here in Miami. My, my parents were always in the food industry. It was their main, it was their main source, of, source of income. As a child, I spent more time in a kitchen um, pretty much than anywhere else with them because they were always cooking. Um, before we came to Miami, we, we would, uh, sell food at a, a park in New York city and food was always made at home, taken to the park and cooked and stuff. So then my parents came here to Miami in the early eighties and they opened their first restaurant, then subsequently opened another restaurant. And, and since then I've been in the food industry from, from A to Z. I've, I've seen it all front of the house, back of the house, everything. Tell us how the uh, J-Lo phenomena happened with you guys. Well, um, it, it was actually something that was, it's incredible. Though uh, Jennifer Lopez has been uh, an amazing, an amazing person when it came to, to Mojo Donuts. About, about, I would say maybe five days before her 50th birthday, I received a phone call from, from a team that was putting together her, her birthday. And they told us that there was um, a few things that she wanted for her birthday, and and one of them was was donuts. Um, and the team came together, and as you know, everyone has choices here in South Florida, donuts. And, and they basically told me that that they unanimously unanimously chose Mojo Donuts to cater her fiftieth birthday. <laughs> I was humbled and I was grateful, and basically, I was I was basically under the the clock because I had five days to put together what would be, you know, a very big star-studded birthday celebration for her. And you you shared with me that they actually had like a donut room, a mojo room. (laughs) It it, it was, it was, it was a, it was a room full of desserts. It was, it was unbelievable um, how a whole room was set aside to put a donut. And we had to do donuts that were gold themed. And what we ended up doing is getting 23 carat gold shavings and putting them on a donut, real legitimate gold. It was incredible. (laughs) I can only imagine uh, there was no budget in this particular uh, uh, catering that you did. I can tell you that, that, that at no point did we ever discuss an expense. It was just making sure that everything was, was, um, was satisfactory to their expectations everything was um was what they were looking for and we i got together with my production team and and we put together an amazing an amazing um presentation for her and our whole room was decorated with just sweets and donuts it was was just an incredible experience to be there actually i've been been putting yeah i've been putting some of the pictures of the room (laughs) and and i currently have the happy birthday with the uh uh, gold uh golden donut yeah Yes, um, it must have yeah, that's actually real gold. It must have smelled like heaven. With the price of that gold. room, when you when you walked in, the the irony was it was about it. When you walked into the to the home where the birthday was being celebrated, the room was immediately located to the right hand side. And when you came in, you could smell because they were just made fresh that day. So the smell of yeast was the first thing every guest was greeted to. And it was like, wow. Intoxicating. That's great. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. So WTF, you know, that to me sounds like a a bad word. But tell me your impression of (laughs) WTF because I'm running the actual video of it. Go ahead. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, the thing was, um, we had, we're here in Miami. This is a large, um, there's a huge Hispanic community here. And there's one thing that Hispanics take a lot of pride in their food. As a donut shop owner, um, there was a lot of people that, I would see donuts out there that would say, oh, this is our flan donut or, or this donut is filled with flan. And when I would try those donuts, it would just be like basically a custard inside of a donut. And I'm like, that's not what a flan is. And, <laughs> and being that we opened up in Westchester, our flagship location, I mean, I wouldn't dare to tell anyone in that community being so densely Hispanically um, populated to say, oh, this is a flan donut because I would be immediately outed of my restaurant. <laughs> so, you got that right. so we had a lot of people like we, we, they were always asking, like when, when I, w- I would get a, a flan donut and I would have someone try it because my, my palate is one way. You, everyone has a different palate. So I would have people share and I would let them try a donut. I'm like, what do you think of this donut? It's a flan donut. And they would say, where's the flan? <laughs> so they would always ask, where is the flan? I, I, I would talk to older Cuban grandmothers, young kids, and they would ask, where's the flan? And somehow, some way, I can't recall how, somebody said, yeah, where's the flan? WTF. And I said, oh, this is great. <laughs> so we started working on putting together a campaign for National Donut Day last year of WTF, of where's the flan? And we did a donut and we have an actual real piece of flan in it. Oh, gosh. That, that is a beautiful are, thing. Is that, is that commercial that you have that we were showing, is that that was for that donut or is that just a regular commercial? It's fantastic. That, that was just for that donut. Oh, that was okay. just for that, ton, for that donut. We ended up calling the donut the flan. Fantastic because everyone, people were trying it and they were like, oh my God, this is fantastic. <laughs> this donut is fantastic. So we're like, wait a second, why don't we just call it the Fantastic? And we took some kids and we took a little bite off the old Wendy's Where's the Beef right. with uh, the three grandmothers. Right. And we dressed up three young kids as oh, grandmothers. Adorable. And we did the whole Where's the Flan? It's fantastic. They must have had the best time. They look like little abuelitas. <laughs> well, you mentioned I, a, you, I had go ahead, more right. fun yeah. filming yes, that than I had sure. in a long time because those kids made it so amazing to yes. be there with them and laugh. It was such a great time. I can imagine. What is the top selling donut that you have? Actually, right now it's it's close between the Fantastic and the Abuelita. Oh. Um, <laughs> The abuelita is one that you guys have there in one of your boxes. It was okay. the last two, the last two national donut days. We've we've unveiled something um, amazing over the top. The fantastic was last year. The year before that, we unveiled the abuelita. The abuelita is another one that's very Hispanically driven. <laughs> it has homemade arroz con leche mm, um, okay. inside the donut. So you know, we found a way to balance the sweetness of a donut with arroz con leche for it not to be over, too too overbearing. And we fill it and we put it with arequipe on top and some powdered sugar. And and those two are basically our, our, our top two sellers. Well, I can tell by just how much the boxes weigh that the quality is superior because I've always associated a cheap donut is like air. There's just has no body to it. And these you can tell with, with what you're saying about this is homemade. This is specially made. This is for, you know, all the quality of having the taste and the authenticity. It just comes through. You can tell. You can tell. Thank you. Thank you so much. So let me ask you, I know you're open seven days a week, um, but the closing time uh, took me by surprise or until sold out. Right. And how <laughs> often do you sell out? And if you have donuts that are left over, what do you do with them? Well, um, our opening times, for example, at our Burger location right now is till 6 p.m. or we sell out. And then at our US-1 location, uh, due to popular demand and being that we're across from the University of Miami, um, they've <laughs> asked us to stay open later. <laughs> so people are looking to get like a sweet treat. Now we just started um, moving our hours on the weekends from Friday through Sunday to later hours. And we're looking to extend it even more than that because we were initially open until 7 p.m. And now we are open on the weekends till 9 p.m. on our US-1 location. And now they're asking us to stay open till midnight because we see many people sending us um, requests to stay open till later. So having said that, um, our hours are going to be changing in the very near future. And um, what we do is when we sell out, it means... We, we have a strong policy that we never sell a day old donut. 
So what you have right there was made this very day. And we don't, we don't compromise on quality by no means. So what we did is when we first started opening, we realized there is no magic number or magic formula to know exactly how many is going to be sold in a day. So when we have leftovers, what we did before first line, uh, frontline responders and, and first responders became a, the national heroes of the year, we were donating all leftover donuts to the police department, to the fire department. We were giving them to hospitals, to emergency rooms, because at the end of the day, we had made them, we made them fresh. And due to our, our corporate culture, we'll never sell a donut that isn't made on the same day. So we give them back to the community. Hmm. Great. That's, that's fantastic. And that must have really made them smile. That's exactly what I would want at the end of those kind of days they've been having. <laughs> Are you- yeah, they, they, they are they are very appreciative. Are each of your locations actually baking, or are you baking in a central area and then delivering to them? Most most locations are baking on site. That's um, fantastic. Our newest location is not, but all the other locations are. Um, like for example, we have satellite locations at the American Airlines Arena, mm. at the Hard Rock Stadium. We have um, at the Miami Wharf. We, we have an amazing wow. partnership with them at, at the new wharf in Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. You know, those locations obviously can't accommodate a full-fledged baking kitchen. So Correct. we make them at our, at our Bird Road location, which is now approximately 4,000 square feet. Wow. Um, we've quadrupled in size in less than, less than three years. And now we've made the necessary arrangements to be able to supply them with fresh quality products that, that feels made in house while never, never compromising on the consistency of what we put up. <laughs> that is fantastic to hear. <laughs> no question. Are you about trying to that. steal my line? <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, what else do you have, Lainey? I, I, I'm just uh, impressed with uh, the way this, uh, everything you've said. It's really nice, and I uh, hope you have the greatest success. It sounds like it's working for you. <laughs> All the way around, you know. Donut we are doing our around. best. Yeah, you're. you're we're not- trying to. We're, we're trying to put the hole in the donut and do our best. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, some of them don't even have holes, and that's what I like. Also, you get the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so many that we put out there. We have, we have, we have so many recipes. We rotate them. We have seasonal flavors. We try to get. Um, but we always make sure that what you're getting is the freshest and we strive on being the best donut you've ever had. I tell you, I, I, I'd love to see the names of each of those donuts in your menus on your website. It was trying to figure <laughs> out which ones to, which one is which. That's a wonderful thing. But uh, they, they just look so beautiful and we can't wait to begin eating them shortly. <laughs> Absolutely. And we'll share them with the building as well. Um, Thank again, you for I, sending them. It was really generous of you. They're just beautiful. One last thing. Oh, my pleasure. Tell us your actual physical locations uh, for Mojo Donuts. We have, um, like I said, the original uh, coffee shop started in Pembroke Pines. Um, it's on the corner of Pines and University. That's the original one. Um, that that one is still owned and operated by the founders, Sean and Shelly Mayfield. The other locations here in Miami... The first one that we opened is located on 88th Avenue and Bird Road. The exact address is 8870 Bird Road. And then our newest location that opened up in mid-November is on US-1, South Dixie Highway, and the corner of 57th Avenue. Um, For the latter part of about 30 years, there used to be a Wendy's there. Mm -hmm. And we took over part of that space. And the address of that one is 6601 Southwest 57th Avenue. Fantastic visibility. And it's a separate business from the three chefs and a chicken or something like that. So it's a standalone. You can walk right in there at any time and get your donuts. And now maybe even till midnight. Yes, we're looking we're looking forward to expanding our hours. We're keeping everyone on social media. It's just a lot of people want us to stay open later, especially in particular that we are directly across the street from the University of Miami. There's a lot of college students that were asking for that, that wanted the late night munchies and the cravings that they had. So we want to satisfy them and make sure they're all getting the best of the best. 
Absolutely. And one last thing, I'm going to share my mojo moment. You know, a couple of Saturdays ago, I was working on the program and uh, all day and my uh, wife and two daughters show up with a box of mojo donuts and they opened it up. And I I thought I just grabbed the entire box and they said, no, 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 you get the um, guava and cheese. We we keep the rest. So even in my own family, no one wants to share their mojo. <laughs> well, cutting carbs is hard enough, but when you have a donut, cutting it and sharing it is very difficult. We always say, always finish what you start. So if you're going to start one, you can enjoy it all the way through. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Jimmy, thank you so much for thank being on you. The Scoop on Miami today. Thank you for your generous gift. It's really beautiful, and it's so nice to smell, and we can't wait to eat them. And have a fantastic it is my day. <laughs> you too. You guys have a fantastic day. We look forward to serving you in the community, and thank you for considering us on being on the show. Yes, we thank look forward so to, to coming to the to the, the, the locations. You know, we're because of this, we're sequestered in a space, but, you know, we can come and have the whole experience and see the kitchen and everything. Absolutely. We're going to take our, our show on the road, so um, we're looking forward to it. We look forward to having you, okay? Thank take you so care. much. Take care. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Take care. Absolutely. Wow, what a wonderful segment. Um, and I can't wait to start eating some of these donuts in just a minute or oh two. Oh, my goodness. Um, hey, look, folks, when we return, we're going to have uh, Javed Rahman from the law firm of uh, Rahman Lee out in Coral Gables. And we're going to talk about real estate closings and what you need to know. That's on The Scoop on Miami. What's better than a donut? A gourmet donut. And there's only one place to get the most authentic gourmet experience. Voted into one of the 50 places to eat in Miami before you die. Get your mojo on with the mouth-watering, taste-bud tantalizing, and sinful experience of a lifetime at Mojo Donuts and Fried Chicken. These award-winning concoctions of savory and sweet, making your mouth explode with joy. Save the best for first. Start with the Deco Delight with white chocolate, fresh berries, and frosted flakes. They're great. Or my favorite, the Flantastic, with real flan inside. Mm. If it's good enough for J-Lo, Mojo Donuts and Fried Chicken. Offering sit-down and takeout services seven days a week at 8870 Bird Road. Call 305-223-MOJO. That's 305-223-6656. Or visit mojodonuts.com. Mojo, D-O-N-U-T-S dot com. Offices of Ramon Lee, located in Coral Gables, a new kind of law firm for a changing world, consistent, patient, and professional, while providing each client the attention and dedication they deserve. Trust Ramon Lee to close your next home or condo purchase or handle your most complex commercial transaction. Turn to the legal team of Javed Ramon and Elizabeth Lee, bringing their well-rounded education and real-world experiences, taking a holistic approach when assisting their clients. For estate planning and probate administration services, call the law offices of Ramon Lee today. Large enough to handle any case, small enough to personally take your call. Ramon Lee, Real Estate and Business Law, 305-542-0402. That number again is 305-542-0402. From this moment on, consumers will expect it and sellers will demand it. Cinematic video walkthroughs for all of your listings. Professional photography, cinematic video walkthroughs, on-camera video tours, and professional voiceover narration. I'm Ernie Emad, head of BlueHourStudios.com. Blue Hour Studios is a progressive visual and audio powerhouse producing high-end video and audio productions. Become an expert in your field with a professionally produced podcast from our studio in Coral Gables. Call Blue Hour Studios today to elevate your image and voice. BlueHourStudios.com We're back with more of The Scoop on Miami. Find our podcast on iTunes and on YouTube as a video. Our Facebook page and TheScoopOnMiami.com While there, don't forget to subscribe, share, and like our podcast channel. And now, here's Ernie Enad and Lady Rada. 
All right. Welcome back to The Scoop on Miami. And hopefully we have uh, attorney Javed Rahman on the line. Hi, Ernie. Hi, Lainey. How are you? Hey. Hey, fantastic. There you are. You bet. Thank you for being on the program today. And Jay, uh, Javed, tell us a little bit about you and your firm. Uh, well, uh, well, before I say that, I just wanted to mention uh, your segment, Lainey, on MacArthur Causeway. I spent a lot of time on the causeway and over in Watson Island, and it was very informative, and I really enjoyed the history lesson. Oh, thank uh, you. So that was, that was excellent. Um, you were asking about my, myself and, and my firm. Um, I've actually been involved in real estate for... Uh, nearly 20 years now. I've had my, uh, I had my, I got my real estate license at the age of 18, and I really loved it. Um, I was exposed to it um, from my father uh, working for um, one of the great uh, condo developers in South Florida, uh, Crescent Heights, and um, and along the way, I decided that I wanted to study law, and I I always had that joy for real estate. Um, unfortunately, as, uh, things would progress, uh, I came out of law school into one of the hardest times for the real estate market. And, um, which was that 2008, 2009 period. Um, so I, I took a bit of a detour in my, in my legal, uh, career, but I came back to it and I've, I've just been going forward ever since. Um, and at the same time, I um, got together with my partner, Elizabeth Lee. She's been involved in real estate for all of her legal career. She's worked with numerous firms and also worked with, uh, with Bank of America. And, um, and, and we really make a, a great team together. Um, we have a very, uh, you know, our, our experiences are very different. Um, I definitely come in more from the, uh, uh, boots on the ground, um, you know, background. And she has that institutional experience. That's so great. So we really work well together. Hmm. That's fantastic. So uh, let's get to the, the, the meat of uh, today's program, which is um, we know that we only had a slowdown of about two to three weeks in real estate. And we're starting to see business begin to tick up uh, with the demand um, that was pent up. And uh, we want to protect both buyers and sellers, sellers from losing their deal and buyers from losing their deposits. So let's talk about verbiage and addendums now with the post-COVID um, uh, era that we're in. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I constantly get asked is how's the market doing? How's the, you know, how's everything, things must be getting slowing down and prices must be going down. And, and in reality, that's, that's not what, what I have been seeing or what we have been seeing. I can tell you that, uh, transactions are becoming more complicated and they are taking longer. Um, lenders are being more meticulous in making sure that everything is covered prior to closing. And this makes the transaction take slightly longer than what most of us in the real estate field are, are used to. Um, so what we have no noticed is a lot of people asking for extensions and we've started to see even addendums being created, um, by different brokerages as well as, um, the Florida bar and the board of realtors, um, with relation to the COVID-19, uh, pandemic. Um, and I, I think that the most important thing that, that, um, a buyer or seller realize at, at this point, if you're getting under contract, you know that you have to deal with, um, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic. But um, if you were by chance under contract before this really started to go, um, you know, at late March, um, you know, you, you, we may be looking at modifying um, a contract and asking for an extension. Um, and, what what a lot of people don't realize is that they think that an extension covers um, everything and that's not necessarily the case. Um, one of the things that uh, uh, happens a lot is you'll extend the closing, but you won't extend the financing contingency. So if you're working with a lender at the end of the day, if for some reason, one thing or another, God forbid that you've lost your job, you can't close on the property. Um, 
you may not be, your deposit may still be at risk. Um, and I think that that's one of the reasons why it's so important um, to work with a, a an attorney, um, someone who can guide you legally with it, you know, uh, with regards to any type of contract that you're signing, um, especially when it's for, you know, such a significant purchase such as real estate. Absolutely. Or an experienced realtor, because typically when, by the time you get the contract, everything's been executed already. And, um, you know, one of the things that we had discussed earlier today on these addendums is you can't put these addendums in late after certain terms of the contract have been met. Correct. So, um, we were talking earlier about the, the Florida Bar and the Board of Realtors COVID-19 um, addendum, and it explicitly states that uh, none of the terms have expired yet, meaning your financing contingency, your inspection period, your due diligence, your closing, you, you haven't gone beyond any of those deadlines. So it's important to note that you can't just wait until the day before closing to execute one of these contracts or one of these extensions, should I say, um, because it, it may be a little too late. Um, in addition to that, that extension would have to be agreed upon by both sides. Um, I would think that right now, rather than maybe doing one of those extensions or doing an addendum for the COVID-19, um, maybe additional terms should be added onto the contract. And you noted uh, working with an experienced realtor. I think that an experienced, uh, well-informed realtor at this moment in time would guide their client to say, okay, we want to prepare this contract. Let's prepare it. But before we actually go ahead and turn it over to the other side, let's have an attorney review it. And there's no harm in that. Um, we do that all the time. Um, you know, sometimes it's just to make little changes or just to give a blessing and say, look, contract looks great. Go ahead and go for it. Um, and, and most experienced realtors, they already know that. Fantastic. Um, is there anything else that we are missing regarding some of the delays that you're seeing and, and some of the things that um, you have seen over the last 60 days that could help one of our buyers or sellers avoid a situation that you may have experienced? Well, I mean, what, what I'm, I'm glad to kind of say from what I have seen is I think that people really are uh, working in good faith. Um, buyers still want to buy, sellers still want to sell, um, mortgage brokers are working diligently, uh, to work with their clients to try to close. Um, it, it, it has become more difficult. Unfortunately, a lot of people have been affected losing jobs or having, um, you know, reductions in their salaries and the, and the banks are being very careful as to who they lend to. Um, I, I would just say that, uh, Having an extra bit of patience during this time is important, um, but not to lose faith in uh, if you're looking to sell your home or you're looking to buy your home or, or looking to buy a new home. Um, I, I, I still see uh, transactions moving forward. Um, we're still closing on transactions, um, you know, regularly. Um, and they may take a little bit of time, a little extra time to come to fruition. Um, but, you know, we're closing uh, on files, uh, you know, on a day-to-day basis. So. That's fantastic. And one last thing, if somebody needed to reach you at your or your firm, what's the best way to reach you? You can reach us at 305-542-0402. And myself or my partner, Elizabeth Lee, we're always here and ready to help. That's fantastic. Lainey, anything else? No, thank you so much for the information. I know there's a lot of confusion, but communication makes a big difference. Absolutely. And thank you so much to both of you for having me on the show. Thank Thank you so much, Deved. Thank you. Take care. Absolutely. Well, we've come to just about almost the end of another uh, Scoop on Miami program. And I want to do a shout out to um, a reporter, Abraham Galvan. He's a reporter with the Miami Today. 
And last week, he uh, ran a story on the Miami Today, and he interviewed one of our agents, Paulo Simonetti, who is uh, uh, from Brazil and uh, has a tremendous amount of Brazilian customers as well. And the title of the, uh, of the article was, In Moving to Virtual Sales, Realtors Become On-Air Experts. <laughs> and uh, they also did a small little interview uh, of myself and of one premier international and um, he thought that the scoop on Miami was very refreshing. He actually ended up calling it the scope in Miami. And uh, so, uh, you know, thinking about uh, fresh breath and refreshing programs um, that we spoke about, but it is the scoop on Miami. So a big shout out and a thank you to Abraham Galvan with the Miami Today uh, for running this uh, story. No Thank question. Um, Lainey, in closing, anything else? Well, one thing I, I noticed that I thought was fun is that that I'm expecting to see changes in all industries, uh, how people do business or bus new businesses or things that go out of business and things that evolve. And one of the things that I've seen come up is drive-in movies. Ah, again, huh? And, and I never thought those were a bad idea. And I, I think they just changed because uh, I think people... People wanted to make more money and put more people in a small space and and uh, pack them into a place, you know, that they could, uh, I don't know, just for whatever reasons. But now that that's coming back, I think people are going to really see how fun that is. You know, my uh, when I was and young. And it gives social distance, too. When I was a teenager or in my in 10, 11, 12, we used to go off 27th Avenue. There was a drive-in theater there. My parents used to take us all the time. Yeah. Remember those the boxes speakers. that we put in? Yes. And uh, then later on, um, you could pay to have air conditioning, right? They had yeah. these things that would go into <laughs> your window. And it was just a great experience, it wasn't is. it? A little it's better. memorable. You never it forget you, that. You, you don't forget. And uh, you could wear your PJs and, your, and bring your pillow. And you could still do that as a grown-up. Do you have any boyfriend stories of a drive-in? I don't think this is for the air. Cut. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us this week on The Scoop on Miami. What's happening next week? Oh, next week we have two unique guests again. We're having uh, O Poetry, which has been around for, I think, a little over 10 years. Very unique uh, group that does really, really special venues and has poets doing something really creative. And then we have one of the biggest graffiti artists in Miami, mm. Atomic. Oh my goodness. And I can't wait to talk to him. And everybody knows who Atomic is because he's the guy that makes the big smiling oranges everywhere. You can't resist them. And you do, it always makes you smile. And isn't it going to be great to put a, a, a voice behind an artist, correct? Yes, especially um, a graffiti artist. They're very elusive. <laughs> And we are so happy that Atomic is joining us next it's week on The Scoop exciting. on Miami. And that's a great job from uh, uh, Lainey Rada to uh, land that uh, that great interview. So we're looking forward. That's next week uh, for those two guests. Again, if you want to be a part of The Scoop on Miami, just go to scooponmiami.com. Or answer your phone. I say this every week. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And contact us that way. And we look forward. We have, uh, we're booking already into uh, mid to end of June. And so yeah. the the quicker that you get a hold of us, um, the quicker that we'll get your uh, business broadcasted. That's correct? right. That's Fantastic. Right. We're looking for you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And Thank you. Have a great weekend. We hope okay. you were entertained, informed, enriched, and proud to live in Miami. We have come to the end of another episode of The Scoop on Miami with your host, Ernie Emad, broker, owner of One Premier International Realty, and Lainey Rada, a leading-edge broker associate with Douglas Elliman. Thank you for riding alongside our journey. If you know of a special person doing wonderful things in our community or want your business featured, visit thescooponmiami.com and contact us. Find The Scoop on Miami on iTunes. Subscribe, share, and like our podcast channel. While there, leave a comment. We'd love to know what you think. And now you have The Scoop on Miami.